Hey guys, it's us. We just wanted to let you all know that it's about to get real hot and heavy deep off up in here. So, use your discretion. Probably don't want to have your kids around when you listen to this. We're about to get real inappropriate. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. We're talking about this week. We will be talking about sex. We like it. We love it. We, <laughs> we want, want some more of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of singing and music and stuff like that going on, which I guess is wildly appropriate seeing as how sex sells and a lot of themes and music now is purely based upon sex. So let's go ahead and jump right in and get started with our hashtags. What's your hashtag from last week, Ryan? I'm Ryan, by the way. Mm, whatever. <laughs> they know us. Right. That's what I'm on. 14. That's what I'm on. They know us. <laughs> they know us. Okay. Well, you know. I'm just branding myself. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany, do you have hashtags? I do. Sign that down. Oh, you got skipped. <laughs> oh, it's okay. That ain't the first time I've been skipped. Hashtags from last week. Hashtag from last week. My hashtag. You better not have mine. We don't want them. Yes. I knew that was gonna. Yes. Hashtag. We don't want his ass. We don't want them. We don't want them. And I was tough talking about these men who want to bash black women while they date outside their races. We don't want them. That was a very profound statement. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we brought it it back this year. If you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. Come through, Fantasia. (laughs) Word. What you got? Let me open up my handy dandy (laughs) notebook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my hashtag is hashtag hashtag shame. (laughs) Uh, Hello. When Tasha had a hundred hashtags and she felt like we were shaming her into only having one. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how many she has this week. Um, I have two hashtags. See? And I'm rolling with them and I'm grabbing air because yes. Okay. That's that ghetto. First of okay. all, yes. listen. Like the meditation that I posted this morning. Did y'all see it? I haven't had a chance to watch the video. It is so funny. When I tell you I was just giggling to myself about this meditation, any, listen, pause this right now and go look at Sunday's self-care post. It is hysterical. All right. So anyway, my hashtag this week, for one hashtag, exaggeration, because that's exactly <laughs> what y'all was doing. Okay. That's exactly what y'all was doing, talking about me and my multiple hashtags and multiple mindful moments. You do. And, and Ryan talking about, you had like six, <laughs> you had like six hashtags and five mindful moments. You Not do. true. Second hashtag is too mindful. <laughs> she was you too mindful. <laughs> she was too mindful. Okay. Yeah, that was a good too one. Too mindful. Yeah. So those are our hashtags from last week. We really enjoyed being back. I know I did. I did too. I'm not going to lie. I listened to it like three times last week's shift. You were going to say three or four? Three. I mean, you know, whatever. Judge your mama. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. I, I do hashtag. I do what I want. <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag we listen to our own selves a lot, okay? And we don't care. And we think we're kind of funny. Hashtag we funny as hell. 
Hashtag we like ourselves. <laughs> Hashtag we love ourselves. Okay. 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 See? And with that said, let's go into our mindful moment. I feel like we need a symbol. We need like a. <laughs> we need a. Uh, what do they call it? The triangle the Tibetan thing. singing bowls, you know, that you oh, yeah. make a sound for yoga. The Tibetan yeah. singing bowls. Yes, yeah, I love those things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what y'all mindful of? Tiff, you want to go first? No, it's too mindful. Okay. <laughs> no, you call me too mindful. <laughs> uh, no. I really am not mindful too much this Sunday. Oh, um, okay. I'm not, to be honest. Uh, I'm happy. Fantasy football is back. I hope I win my league. Shout out to the Barber League. And I um, also want to shout out my mom. She's getting an award in Topeka for being mentor of the year. So that's cool to be yes. mindful of. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. That's that's mine. That's cool yeah. to have a mom who you get a chance to still see get accolades and being a leader and trailblazer in her career field. That's cool. Tell us what she's getting an award for. Um, she's getting an award for mentor of the year. Um, my mom does a lot outside of like her job um, within the community. She goes into the prison, the women's prison, and works a lot with the women there. Um, they do like Bible studies and things <coughs> like that. And then she also has like a drama team that she helps them put on like performances and things like that for the other women in the prison so and she um, really enjoys it she too that. and she's been doing it for work. over 20 years a lot of work yeah so shout out to her and um her commitment to actually rehabbing i think and for creating another reality for the women who are locked up and showing them you know that they can still have purpose and stuff like that so i was really excited to see that too so yeah, congratulations to her. Hashtag go on Kathy. <laughs> go on Everybody's Right. <laughs> right. What you mindful of? I am mindful. So I was listening this weekend. One of the other podcasts who follow us, Dem Black Mamas, they put shout out, out. Yeah, shout out Dem Black Mamas. Yay. They put out a new episode and they did listener letters. So kind of very similar to yeah. our, our uh, most recent shift where we kind of did our inbox report and just kind of cleared out our inbox. And so... Um, one of the things, so I, of course, submitted a question, and they answered my question. Um, and so in that answer, um, I got way more than I've ever bargained for. So let me just do a little backstory so we can have context. So one of their shifts was about, um, Tasha, I think you listened to this story when they were talking about birth trauma. Oh, yeah. yeah and their birth stories. They shared their birth experiences. about birth and no baby. Yeah. And like so that, yeah. one of the ladies in particular shared um, that she had particular traumatic experiences during childbirth so her birth story was so traumatic that her children knew about the trauma of their their own birth story and so my question to her was how do you feel you're continuing to choose that narrative you can't help that that's your narrative but you continue to choose that Mm -hmm. how does that help to shape your motherhood how does you how does it help to shape the way you view motherhood and so she said that she had had to sit on that question for a very long time because it caused her to actually do some thinking and really go deeply and think about wow how is that shaping my motherhood and so what she said was because of that narrative she was seeing her children as obstacles Mm. as something that she had to do they and because her birth story was an obstacle right her birth her childbirth experience was was an obstacle for her she had continued that even you know as she was raising her children and so it really spoke to me I don't have a traumatic birth story I had excellent wonderful births thank God for that However, as a mother, <clears throat> sometimes I can find my I do find myself looking at my children and feeling like 
there's something that I have to do. It's a task. I, sometimes I find motherhood. <clears throat> sorry, I don't know what's going on. There we go. We got it out. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Clear that throat. Clear. <clears throat> Anyhow, sometimes I do find motherhood to be very task oriented. There's always something to do. There's always somebody who needs something. And sometimes it can divert me from what I feel like my path is, you know, diverting me from achieving my goals. And so I had to sit on that thing and be very honest with myself. And so today I am mindful for the blessing that my children bring to my life. I am going to be mindful of the fact that had it not been for me being a mother, I would never be in the career that I'm in. My motherhood is what led me to to be in maternal child health and to be a lactation consultant and to be able to help other women um, to experience the part of motherhood that I did. And so I am mindful of my children and what they bring to me. Not, you know, I'm trying to change my my lens too and look through that lens. And so that's what I'm mindful of today. Yay, that's beautiful. Um, This week I am mindful of traveling grace and mercy. Mm. Last week I was in Atlanta Mm. for some time. Mm. Me and Bay. So I'm mindful of the fact that I was traveling during Irma and she hammered down on Florida and even became a tropical depression into Georgia, Mm -hmm. which that is like mind boggling to me, a state that is mostly landlocked of being affected by a hurricane. So I was able to get out of Atlanta early um, on a short notice change for my flight and got back home safely. In addition, I was traveling on September 11th, and so they did, like, a lot of memorials and stuff just to observe the people who had lost their lives during that time, you know, some years ago. So I'm just grateful and mindful of that. Yeah, always mindful for the traveling grace, honey. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody don't come back. Right. Ciao. It's funny, too, how people are always like, how was your flight? I'm like, my two feet are on the ground. It was great. That's all <laughs> that matters. Was, yeah, that's funny because we traveled um, back from New Orleans when um, Hurricane Harvey. Harvey was popping. And so we had a lot of turbulence and a lot of, I mean, we had some flight. I mean, we had an over, a layover. I always say overlay like I'm getting my nails done. We had, <laughs> we had a layover and both flights were kind of, I mean, we had some turbulence, but I am right there with you. Like, mm-hmm. listen, hey, we made it. Mm-hmm. Look, mama, we made it. <laughs> So always thank you for the traveling grace. All right. All right. So now that that's done, we're going to go ahead and tell our inbox report. If you have any questions, concerns, any topics that you want to hear, please feel free to email us at getsedated705 at gmail.com. You can also reach us at getsedated705 on Facebook and Twitter. And on Instagram, we are conscious underscore sedation. So let's go ahead and get right into what what we got. What we got in our inbox. It was kind of jumping this week, knowing that sex was going to be the topic. Folks wasn't posting on our, you know, Talk to Us Tuesday and stuff like that. But they were texting and talking. I saw people at work, they're like, hey, girl, um, (laughs) let me just drop a little little something for your podcast. And let me just say this. Y'all nasty. (laughs) And y'all nosy. And y'all nosy. I mean, we had some very specific, very personally directed questions. Mm-hmm. We ain't put no disclaimers on that thing. We was like, hit us in the DM. They mm-hmm. like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah, we're not using that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So y'all we're, trying to have all our business out there. In all the of it. And let me just throw this out there too. Listen, for anybody who's listening who don't want to know this much about us, just listen. Look, keep on. Y'all so, heard the disclaimer at the beginning. You listen. <laughs> Rewind, <laughs> listen to some other shifts or whatever it is you want to do. Cause Fast forward. It, it might get a little little personal up there. It's going to get hashtag deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Ooh. <laughs> As I shimmy in my chair. Right. Okay. See, listen. <laughs> I'm going to have to wash that chair. <laughs> Uh, all right, so our question this week. <laughs> Go to swooping through. Okay. <laughs> hey, somebody get the Lysol wipes. Somebody get the Lysol wipes. Come on. <laughs> get the low shout pin. <laughs> the question this week um, is asking about the differences in men versus women related to um, kind of sexual passes for being a hoe. Men get to kind of have... Of course, we all know men get to have sex with 20 different people. Cool. At Women. the same damn time. How about say 20 is actually a low number for them? Correct. <laughs> okay. they, they, they can have this all last night. Cool. A girl does the same. It's not It's not okay. Mm-hmm. So, wanted to know kind of what we think about that. Why, why? Why, why? <laughs> so, I think, I mean, of course, we all know that there is certainly a double standard. Among other things, sex is a major double standard. And I honestly, disappointingly so, see it start out in adolescence. The way that sons and daughters have different boundaries and different rules inside of their home. Women or, you know, teenage girls, adolescent girls tend to have more strict, you know, rules, have a lot more guidance in terms of what they can and cannot do, where little boys tend to have a lot more freedom. You know, adolescent or teenage boys tend to have, they can do what they want to do a lot of times. And so it starts there. Sadly, um, with the double standard, a lot of times in the same household, under the same roof. I mean, I have spoken to siblings who can recall, you know, where they had different rules. The girl had to do this, this, this. The boy was able to do this, this, and this. And so there certainly is a double standard. Um, And then, of course, it transcends into our adulthood. And I think, you know, we kind of talked about um, how community, I mean, um, people have these different expectations for black women in terms of who they date. We talked about that last shift. Um, And I just think society places these stipulations upon women, that women are supposed to be wholesome, right? We're supposed to be virgins when we get married. We're not supposed to have sexual partners. We're not supposed to be the aggressor. And we're, yeah, and if you have an orgasm, so that's icing on the cake. Like, really, yeah. So sex is seen as a male sport. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that gives them the green light to have as much sex as they want with no regard to the women that they smash along the way. And so I don't know if there's a solution except for women just, hey, boo, do you? I don't know, though, but there certainly is a double standard. Absolutely. I feel like the double standard comes from a lot of different perspectives. One being that women are perceived to be more emotional, derive this physical attachment and it's all kind of encompassed by sex and that the actual act, whereas men are perceived to be able to separate, you know, the physical from the emotional and this and that. And so apparently this detachment allows men to then stick and move as much or as frequently right as they want. 
I think another part, I'm glad you said the adolescent thing, Ryan. I think another part of it that comes up is as motherhood is viewed within our society, typically a mom or the woman is more responsible for the baby. So then if you have a teen pregnancy, then, you know, you have a girl. This baby is going to be in your household, whereas a a teen son or father has a child. This baby is not typically in the father's household and so then the responsibility falls upon someone else so I think it's kind of hand in hand like don't bring home no babies yes is kind of the rule um as far as women or young girls and I would venture to say that this whole sexuality I don't want to say curse but plight is put up on children a lot sooner than adolescents because I've seen young girls they running around in a skirt and they got their legs kicked up and cocked open and they don't have any sort of grid for sexual implications or whatever and everybody around them is like pull your dress down you know what I'm saying that kind of stuff yeah but it does bother me that there is a double standard because the overwhelming theme to me is that when you are sexually promiscuous male or female you are doing damage to yourself and to people who you are um, involved with possibly and so whether you are a man a woman or whatever you're being destructive to your body and so it shouldn't matter if you're a woman or a man the message should be the same and I've had this conversation with my honey and we have gone back and forth and he thinks that I'm on some kind of feminist agenda but it bothers me that there would be different expectations within our household as for how we raise our children and you know what I'm saying? Your son versus your daughter. Yeah, the expectation is the same. I don't want my son to be out here tricking just like I don't want my daughter to be out here tricking, mostly because I've been that woman who's been used and abused before without any regard by a man, and I don't want that to be my son. You know what I'm saying? So tell me, Tasha, how would you define promiscuity or being promiscuous? Because I think that everybody has a different kind of perception of what that means, Um, Some people feel like being promiscuous is just having sex outside of marriage or having multiple partners, um, which we live in a day and age where most people, you know, most people's narrative is going to be that they have had more than one partner. Mm -hmm. Um, So how would you define promiscuity or like what does that mean for you? Promiscuity for me means having sex without a commitment and hopes for a commitment to happen. And if you're doing that with multiple people at multiple times and you're setting yourself up for disappointment and so promiscuity to me is not just a numbers thing but also and like if that's not your intention then you're causing harm to your body you shouldn't be doing that if that's your intention then sure you can play the numbers game and run them up whatever and people will call that promiscuous (coughs) But for you, there's more than just the physical part. Yeah. It's, it's the, okay. And that's what I was wondering because yeah. I know some people, men, I would think in particular, they're not even thinking about an emotional thing. Like it's purely physical for them. And so that's what I was wondering if when you talk about promiscuity, if you mm-hmm. were thinking about I really wish we more had than just numbers. On too, because <clears throat> I think that that's a big misconception that sure, it can be purely physical for men, but it, there is an emotional aspect to it too. Right, I think it's just not the biggest part is it's not as, I guess, marked or as much as a woman right. would kind of gain from it. But I think, too, that depends. I think society has now flip-flopped in a sense where kind of women can also have sex with multiple people and almost 
kind of mirror the man in a sense where if they don't have like the emotional attachment to it too I I think a lot of those things come from kind of like the more traditional mindset like people kind of back in the day would just do things a certain way and then that kind of got passed down through everyone but I think nowadays everything is so open free and, free. and open that a lot of those same standards um, have changed mm-hmm. in a sense um I do think that in regards to the, um, I don't know what you want to call it when you're saying that there's the double standards between men and women. I think it depends on who you ask is kind of the biggest part of it. Um, Sometimes people that are kind of in a more progressive mindset will say that things should, you know, be the same. And then if you ask a more traditional person, they would still say that the woman still should, you know, not be (coughs) as sexually active or open as the man I don't really know where that comes from, but and I, al- <laughs> I always go back to okay, let's be all the way real. Like if a man is is promiscuous and allowed to be a whore, who are they fucking? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> right. I dropped the F on. <laughs> right. But who are they? Right. I mean, they they have to be having sex with women. Right. So like women just may be very more discreet about mm-hmm. being promiscuous because they gotta be getting busy with somebody. Now I know women outnumber men you know, on this planet, but I mean, mm-hmm. they gotta be... There is a counterpart. Yeah! yeah. Themselves. yeah all they, the time. Mm-hmm. Not, not all the time. <laughs> right. No, we know. <laughs> Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I always think about that, too. And, um, you know, people always say that women, you know, lie about, or we lie about our numbers more than our, bo- all, our hashtag body count. <laughs> Once I get to a certain age, don't even damn ask don't me. Don't ask me. Because you just being rude and nosy. And, it's irrelevant. And I'm grown as hell. As hell. Because I'm going to say something. I'm going to lie and say something crazy. <laughs> like 60. I'm not answering. I'm going to say 60. Because it's none of your business. Because are you going to stay or not? <laughs> you still want to do this or not? <laughs> and 10 times out of 10. They still it's like. I mean, I don't like that shit, but it's cool. If they take their damn drawers off. <laughs> I'm with you though. Don't even ask. Yeah. At this point, it's irrelevant. I'm not. You just being rude. That's like high school. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, early college. I mean, people, you once I graduated rude. college, don't even bother asking. That's well, come on now. I'm with you. That's don't just how. And I think there is a shift happening, but I still see that the shift is happening but the stigma is still there it's ever present and I that think, bothers yeah. me too i think the i think the stigma is one thing but i think i think you know of course people should be free to do what they want to do but i think that doesn't remove the fact for the responsibility like mm-hmm. still please you know be safe with your sex practices yes. don't be just sticking and sticking and moving mm-hmm. sticking and moving in every vagina or because mm-hmm. you don't want that resistance whatever <laughs> We have talked about the resistance multiple times. But, and then, too, you know, the whole men want you to be a freak, right? Men want you to be a freak. So, listen, you got to pick those skills up somewhere, okay? Some of us. They don't want you to have to learn or they don't want to teach you. That's what I'm saying. Do you want a virgin? Right. Do you want a porn star? Right. Like, so you gotta get you have to pick the experience up somewhere. So, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to be cool with the fact that it might be 60. Mm hmm. (laughs) um okay about that but you know that brings up a very interesting point and i think it bears mentioning like 
this is the conversation that needs to be had between you and your partner prior to you actually being naked. <laughs> um, I'm serious. Like, tell me what you like. Tell me mm. what you don't like. Teach me how to please you. Because whether I've been with one man or 60, that doesn't mean that I've my never been sexual with you. catalog mm-hmm. yeah, is going to include things that interest you mm-hmm. or that um, turn you on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it should be a, a real expectation that you can say to me, hey, I don't like when you do that. Or I want you to do yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because yeah. they might be into some real freaky shit that you're not into. <laughs> You want to know that before you like said, before you bucket naked. <laughs> before skin is on skin. Yeah, you want to know because they you might be like, whoa, hold up, whoa, whoa, hold up, wait a minute, hold it. We didn't discuss this. We part. didn't. You didn't get my consent. I did not consent to this. Right. It gets deep. We got anything else to? She like, please no. <laughs> Let's be done. I don't see anything else that we're gonna talk about this week we have some we have topics other burning questions (laughs) (laughs) that we'll be able to get to um, in the coming weeks oh my goodness i feel like everything has some kind of sexual innuendo the coming weeks (laughs) (laughs) all right so anyway um again if you have any questions or concerns please hit us up at guessadated705 at gmail.com also, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook at GetSedated705 and Conscious underscore Sedation on Instagram. Now, we're going to get started with yeah. our first set of unpacking this whole topic of sex with basic anatomy. Mm. All right. Go so, ahead. a lot of y'all ain't know women, ladies, ladies, I'm talking to you. A lot of y'all didn't know about your basic anatomy until very recently in in your lives or in your adulthood some or of y'all still, still don't know. know until it's time to give birth or beyond and sometimes y'all still don't know and, and even then mm-hmm. it'd be a struggle so i don't know about y'all but it took me a while to figure out i did not pee out of my vagina so that reminds me of that episode on um uh, orange is the new black do you remember mm-hmm. do y'all watch that on that yeah, yeah there was an episode where they were like what like you mean it's another hole where I pee out of? Like my, and they were like, "Yes, girl. Like you have two holes. Your pee does not come out of your actual mm-hmm. vagina. Mm-hmm. So yes, you got yes. you got some stuff down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, do yourself a favor, take a mirror and look. I have looked multiple times with my hand mirror just so I can check and see that everything is about square or oval, whatever. Um, but I have looked or 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 out of shape too. You want to make oblong, whatever. Okay, a little crooked. Yeah, hey, hey, it's it's fine. It takes off. There's some good stuff underneath this roll. Anyway, so basically, you have as a woman, you have the vulva, which is the whole organ itself. It's called a vulva. It's not called a vagina. Okay, the vagina is actually the opening to where all of your reproductive organs are held. It's the pathway. It's the pathway to lovely life, godliness, whatever you want to call it. It's also where you put the penis. It is where the penis goes. So at the top you have your... If that's what you prefer. <laughs> if that's yeah. your preference. If that's your preference. We, we are including everyone. If that's your preference. We are including everybody. All right. 
So you have the vulva. Yep. And then at the very, very top of the vulva is this wonderful pleasure organ called the clitoris. <laughs> it is the happy button. It is the happy button. And it's not Joy just buzzer. what you see, Ryan. You want to talk about the clitoris and I and love what the clitoris. We all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, <laughs> have to wash the chair. So the clitoris is so much more than just what you see on the outside. So we, when I was a little girl, my mom always called it the bean because that's kind of what it looks like, the little bean. So we all, when you think about a vagina, hopefully you all can envision this as I speak. <laughs> so there's like a little, there's like an external, external, um, Joy buzzer is what we can call it. Little bean that um, protrudes from the flesh of the vagina or the vulva. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you think about the clitoris, it's more than just that part. The clitoris actually is a large organ that lives on the inside underneath the vulva, which also can provide lots and lots of stimulation to mm-hmm. enhance an orgasm. And it also helps to, you know, create, generate create an orgasm for women so it's very very important to do more than just tickle that little tip with the tip of your tongue that's that doesn't even work let's talk about that <laughs> Listen, this is what I was about that's to not helpful <laughs> this is what i was about to go into just the the part that you can visualize of the clitoris yeah. the head the tip of the clitoris mm-hmm. it's actually shaped it. like a hook that little part so the part is that's on the outside it's just the tip of the hook okay so just that little part has eight thousand nerve endings eight thousand okay and what you can't see has approximately fifteen thousand so this is in addition to the eight okay Mm -hmm. so i'm happy that ryan said that because what i was about to say is listen don't this is it's not a piece of corn on a cob it's not a chewing gum there is no reason that you should be rushing in listen gnawing um using your teeth or it's not a damn turntable yes please do not be scratch screwing on my clitoris eight that this is twenty three thousand approximately nerve endings that we are talking about right and some people have equated it to the head of a penis which i would venture to say the head of a penis ain't got that many nerves. no we actually women can have more powerful orgasms than men sex is actually could be better for women than it can than for men because our Mm -hmm. um sexual organ is is much more innervated than Mm -hmm. a man's is so Mm-hmm. And they say that the clitoris is only there for pleasure. So just be careful, y'all. And we can have, let me talk, never mind. Y'all, y'all ain't ready for the multiple orgasm conversation. <laughs> we'll say that we'll, for another we'll shift. To, we'll put a pin there. <laughs> um, so you have your clitoris, and then underneath that is your urethra, which is where your pee comes out. And we'll talk more about why this is important when you're having sex or afterwards to keep your your vulva clean and healthy and then underneath that is the hole where the penis goes into called the vagina also where babies come out of where babies come out of and all of that stuff and then underneath that is your anus or your butt hole your poop shoot. your your menstrual um fluids also come through the vagina right okay so we can talk about the vagina then and what's up in there what's up in there goodness lots of goodness <laughs> not particularly <laughs> 
Um, the vagina, it, I think the coolest thing probably about the vagina is that it cleans itself. Um, it does. And so I think that characteristic in and of itself just shows how awesome women are. Like, mm-hmm. our bodies take care of themselves. Um, with the vagina, of course, like how everyone's saying, this is where the penis or toys or whatever goes Ooh, into. Ooh, toys. Um, and then also, <laughs> babies come from here. And like we were saying before, urine does not, should not. <laughs> Come out of your vagina. No. Um, But, of course, when you are having your period, um, you can have blood come from there. Now, with sex, there's kind of the misconception about, like, the size and things like this of everyone's vagina being the same. And they are not. So, (laughs) based on the size of penis or whatever that you're sticking inside of there, some people may have more room beef a little to bit stretch further back and then other women may be smaller or have a just a little Shallow. less space yeah mm-hmm. and so this doesn't speak to anything negative on anybody else's no. part it's just the way that you're made sometimes mm-hmm. penises come in different sizes so vaginas come in different this <laughs> <laughs> well, is what happens hashtag <laughs> you can't it's take it anybody else warm you <laughs> What? Y'all gave the vagina to me. Listen, so. hashtag you can't take it all. You can't take it all. And there's no shame. And it's not mm-hmm. a there's bad no thing. shame in that. It's not someone, you know, being mm-hmm. theatrical or anything like that. It's just right. sometimes it literally cannot fit. But there is a an actual reason for this. And I watched a video and oh my god, bless her. Glamazon Tayomi on YouTube talks about women who cannot take it and why. And that's one of the things that she brought up. And we, I was going to talk about um, does size matter a little bit later. So we'll get there in a bit. But yeah, the, the vagina can be very shallow. And the problem about the about that part is that the cervix is at the end of the vagina or yes. at the top of that. And it also has lots of nerve endings and blood vessels and things like that because a lot of blood is pumped into the cervix which Mm -hmm. is lying at the bottom of your uterus which is where the baby lives yep when you hear somebody say she's 10 centimeters dilated that is the cervix that has opened up to allow the baby to come through yes but it can be quite painful fellas don't be thinking that you're hitting the back of the pussy or whatever you want to call it you are hitting the cervix and it hurts it is like grinding and gnashing teeth i'm not even playing so listen if she's saying that it's painful because you are going too deep listen it's not a game there is an actual organ back there mm-hmm. very important organ <laughs> yeah that has nerve endings and you can do some damage if you are just plowing in you can bruise you can bruise the vagina you can bruise the cervix mm-hmm. from being too rough if she's not comfortable yeah yeah so this whole thought of beat it up like it's not cute listen don't nobody want to be beat up no especially not the badge okay it's not a place for you to take out your aggression go to the gym (laughs) get you a punching bag or do whatever it is you need to do just love on us and our woman parts our womb and treat it with some kind of care and concern like seriously It is a life source, so you should treat it well. Mm -hmm. So, um, we talked about the clitoris, the urethra, the vagina, the vulva, and now we're going to talk about the labia, which are the lips, 
On the outside, you have the labia majora. Which is the fat, juicy part. <laughs> Everybody's not fat and juicy. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, let's, they don't all look the same. Yeah, true. I've <laughs> seen several of these. Everybody's not fat That's and juicy. true. That's, That's true. true. That's true. Pardon my, That'll pardon. Like right. That's true. But also, it is the part, though, that allows for stretching or opening of the vaginal, the vaginal opening or the vagina so that it can accommodate you know, a penis or whatever. And so if you don't have labia, then honey, ooh, child. And this is also where a big portion of the clitoris sits. Mm -hmm. And so um, we talked about the clitoris being on the the major part of the organ on the inside of the vulva. So there's a part that um, goes out on each side underneath the labia majora and also the labia minora too. So, And so the minora is what? You tell us, Tosh. The menorah is just the inside. <laughs> the inside, yeah. So <laughs> the there's the yeah, the in, the interlips, the little lips, the little lips, the little lips. Hey, the little lips. Okay. Yeah. So, um, can we talk about male anatomy real quick? I mean, it's gonna be quick. It's gonna be quick. <laughs> I mean, listen, you got the penis, the urethra, the testicles. Now, moving on. No, and their semen <laughs> and urine actually does come out of the of the urethra. So different for men, mm-hmm. they actually use the same hole for both. Right. Okay, so I was just being funny, trying to make y'all sh- a little bit short and move on. So um, for the men, you have your penis, and you have muscles alongside the penis that and veins and. And veins. Ooh. That blood brushes into the veins are important. an erection. Yeah, we okay. need our veins. So that's what happens when you have an erection. All this blood is pumped into the penis and then it, it makes the penis erect or hard. Um, you also have the testes or testicles, which are responsible for making sperm and then delivering sperm up through your urethra or the penis hole okay so your sperm and urine actually do pass through the same hole not at the same time (laughs) it shouldn't (laughs) so the human body is amazing in that way that it can differentiate and some guys will have trouble being like oh my god i cannot pee in the morning when you have morning wood well that's why because it's not designed for both to pass through at the same time um, you also have the prostate, which some people will call the male G-spot, mm. that is located about two to three inches inside your anus, or what would be inside your butthole. Butthole. <laughs> 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 um, and it adds fluid to the sperm, and it also nourishes the sperm. Yeah. Um, this is one of those yeah, things, too, that's responsible for an erection, and nerves run alongside it to help you achieve erection. And we talked about this and keep before. an erection. Right. We mm-hmm. talked about this before um, when we spoke about prostate cancer. Yes. And why the treatments and surgeries and things like that can sometimes lead to erectile dysfunction because the prostate can be so important for a man in that way. Mm-hmm. This is also why um, men sometimes like <laughs> anal sex or anal stimulation because their prostate is right there. Their little G-spot is right there. So <laughs> Their little G-spot. <laughs> Your little G-spot. Your little G-spot. <laughs> I don't know that we're mature enough to discuss this topic. Hey, your little G-spot. Come over here with your little G-spot. Come here. Come here, baby. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Tickle, tickle. Y'all not. 
little G-spot. As immature as men have been my entire life. It's only fair. It's only fair. And we get a few giggles about that. That's why it can be pleasurable. I just wanted to say that because I think some men are like, why would you want to have anal sex as a man? Like, why would you want a dick in your butt? Mm -hmm. That's why, sir, because Mm -hmm. your your little G-spot is right there. Okay. Meanwhile, women don't have a little G-spot. And so for us, it's a valid question. Well, I have been taught that women have several G-spots. Really? Yeah, we have we have one in particular that is inside the vagina that is um, parallel uh-huh, parallel to the where your clitoris is. I was about to say, it's probably the inside of the clitoris. Uh, and, and, yes. And so also, if you understand the anatomy of the clitoris, then, you know, you have lots of G-spots. Some women say that their G-spot is way deep inside their vagina near their cervix. So I think, you know, self-exploration is very important. So mm-hmm. hashtag find your G-spot. <laughs> find your little G-spot. Find your little G-spot. Okay. Find your little G-spot. This- <laughs> All right. So let's talk about foreplay. Like, Ooh, is it important? Why is what? it important? So women, foreplay is like not just something that you watch people in pornos do just for fun. Foreplay is essential for the pleasure of a woman. Mm -hmm. I feel like men, y'all can get an erection just thinking about sex. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes women, we can become, our vagina can become moist, which is very important for sex. For us, the vagina has to be moist. We have to be wet to enjoy sex. And so that is the equivalent of us having an erection. It's our vagina being moist. And so foreplay is essential. It's not a, you cannot um, pass. You can't, you can't, can't you know, you can't pass go on that. You have to engage in foreplay and you have to, you know, even check in with your partner and be like, you cool, you good, like. You're getting excited. You know, that's very important. Reach down there and feel. Is it, is it, is it wet? Is it not? Um, you, can't, you can't not do foreplay because um, a little bit of, a, of a, our vagina is going to lubricate itself just because it's the nature of it to do so. That does not indicate stimulation um, on our part. And so the vagina may become a little bit moist, but in order for it to stay moist for the duration of the sexual experience or the sexual encounter, foreplay is essential. You have to engage in foreplay. And we have, I mean, breasts are part of foreplay, um, intimate, both. Thank you, Tiffany. (laughs) Listen, do not neglect one of my boobs. (laughs) I have two. Thank you very much. It's like a massage. Mm-hmm. Like if you get something done on one side, you got to do the same thing to the other side. You cannot neglect both of my, one of my breasts. Yes. So we have breasts. Um, you know, women have different what they might people might call them spots along their body. Some people's along your spine, your neck, your ear, whatever. Kissing. Women enjoy being intimate. And so before you stick your hand down my pants, um, connect or with me or <laughs> correct. <laughs> connect with me on a different kind of level. And mm-hmm. so that's very important. You it it's you have to. You, you have must. to engage yeah. in foreplay. I think I can't imagine one woman who's like, I don't like all that. Just stick the dick in me. Like, mm-hmm. ain't nobody on that. Mm-hmm. And even then, like if you've been by <clears throat> yourself, say, you know, you haven't been able to have the physical stimulation. Mental stimulation works just yes. the same. Like, send me a freaky text and tell me what you're going to do when I get home or when you get home or whatever. That, to me, is like, okay, great. Like, 
be naked when I get there. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> it's about to go down. Yes. Okay. You know, so even if you can't do the physical thing or you don't have time, like there needs to be some sort of buildup for women. Like Ryan said, it'll take about 30 seconds for a man to achieve an erection mm-hmm. if there's not any issues. If he thinks about it, if he's in the presence of a vagina, typically it is <coughs> rock hard Super and ready. Super easy. <laughs> rock hard and ready. Hashtag rock hard and ready. Rock and roll. Okay, that's probably <laughs> where that came from. <laughs> Um, but for women, it takes a bit more time for things to kind of evolve and work. And sometimes, you know, people can be impatient. And if you rush into it, you can cause damage or harm to the vagina. And yes. we don't want to do that. So um, always make sure you spend the proper amount of time warming things up. Yes. Like you're not just going to run a marathon. You, you need to stretch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to stretch. Yeah, stretch. Do some calisthenics. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You need to get that going. Yep. Very important. Anything to add to it? Um, no, I think you guys covered that part pretty well. Um, yeah, like I agree with Ryan definitely and both you guys that foreplay is essential. Um, and then also that <laughs> just because foreplay is a part of sex doesn't mean that the woman doesn't want you or isn't ready it's just the part of us mm-hmm. our body getting ready to how we're designed mm-hmm. yeah, ready. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also just because you spend a lot of time on foreplay to get us stimulated doesn't mean you can just you know Women get, yeah man. yeah well yeah we still want to enjoy the sex part too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. right and i was about to say I can be very impatient, so don't spend 55 minutes doing foreplay. Like, excuse me, sir, um, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's get to the meat. I've had enough appetizer. I'm ready for my, my entree, if you don't mind. I'm ready for my entree, if you don't mind. So, yeah, you know, I think there, there's something to be said. Yeah, there's something to be said about plugging into your partner. No pun intended. <laughs> Oh my God, everything has this sexual undertone to it. And I promise you, I'm not meaning to be that way. But I'm saying like paying attention, Correct. I guess, is what I'm saying. I agree. So if your partner then has checked out of whatever it is you're doing, do something different. Like they bored. Move on. And so going with that, you know, the clitoris, we talked about how many nerves are there. And so sometimes too much stimulation oh can be a bad God. thing. It's, it can be a bad thing. So get to know the different squirms. Because there's a squirm where, oh, God, all this right, is like, done. okay, it's all right, sensitive. all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too sensitive. And there's a, there's a different squirm that's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Different, two different squirms going on there. Listen, fellas. So every time I squirm, don't think that I love it. Hey, fellas. <laughs> let me just give you this. And I hope it bless your life. That's like the said. That's the yes. leg choke. If, if she so takes what? your head and mashes it in, then we're good. If she closes her legs, we are done. Yeah. Period. Babe. It's, we're finished. Babe. It's done. Yeah. Let's move on. And continuing on, I talked a little bit about um, the tip of the tongue with oral sex. That's not where you want to go. <laughs> because you also have lots of nerve endings in the tip of your tongue. That's where the most of your muscle in your tongue lives, in the tip. So it's a very strong muscle. Mm-hmm. And so because a woman has so many nerves in her clitoris... It does not need to be met with a forceful Mm -hmm. touch. Mm -hmm. It needs a soft touch. And so the meaty part of your tongue is a better way to engage in oral sex with a woman. Mm -hmm. Just so you guys know. That's free advice. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Right. All right. So um, next question would be, does size matter? Does, I mean, like, scientifically, there is an answer to whether or not size matters. And the average man, it's a, I don't know if this is like the average black man, but wow. the average man, they say, is about five to six inches once erect. Okay. And we already stated this before that the, the vaginal canal can be pretty short for a woman, like mm-hmm. three to five inches, maybe. And then here's another reason why foreplay is important. Blood rushes to the vulva and to the vaginal area to provide lubrication, but also the cervix moves Extends. back. Yeah, it's preparing for sex. Yes. Mm-hmm. It kind of, she like, girl, let me get out the way. Because... <laughs> Because it hurts, you know, anytime that cervix is really popped with any kind of force. So foreplay is important in that regard, but size does matter in in the sense of the vagina is only going to be so long and your penis is only going to be so long also on erection. But when people talk about, ooh, I need me a big one, 9, 10, 12 inches, listen, <laughs> she's playing. She 12 inches? I've heard people say all kinds of numbers, but I'm just like, mm, that's a hard no. I'm going to tell you what does matter. <laughs> no no one is it again. Okay. All right. She on it. Here's what does matter. Um, girth. Girth matters over length. Because, you know, there's lots of nerve endings. We talked about how the clitoris yes, is kind of shaped. Around. And mm-hmm. it goes around the labia majora and mm-hmm. it's kind of housed in there. So... If you can't fill a person up, then the experience is going to be a bit different than if you can. Size matters. Size matters. It does. Um, It definitely does. Not like you need a large penis, but you definitely don't want to be like, oh, are we doing it? Oh, (laughs) is it in? Is it in? Wait, wait, wait. Is it in? And he huffing and pumping and sweating and you like... Getting it in. What's going on? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So size definitely does matter. Um, I think this is a perfect segue into sexual compatibility. Compatibility. Compat. Somebody else want to say that word? Compatibility. There we go. Because I couldn't get it. (laughs) I couldn't get it out. Compatibility. It's a perfect segue into that. I think that's a big part of sexual compatibility. Is Mm -hmm. like, is it has to work for both partners. Um, And then also, this also goes back. So what we were talking about in terms of promiscuity, I mean, your vagina is a muscle. And so, yes, it goes back to, you know, its original shape. But the more it's used, like any other muscle in your body, it gets worn down. And so if you're a promiscuous person, um, you can't be mad if you can't find a penis that fits. (laughs) Okay, don't vagina shame. I'm not shaming. I'm just saying use your judgment and that is one thing like you were talking about i forget who one of you all were saying it um be mindful and taking care of yourself that's part of it and and remembering that you know the i mean hey you can get worn out bro i'm just saying sis hey whoever get worn out so that could cause a problem that maybe didn't have to be a problem Mm -hmm. that's all i'm saying i'm not vagina shaming i say do you if you want to be out here hey it's your vagina you're in control of your own choices. But you don't want nobody talking about you ain't got no walls. Okay? Because that's, that's what they call it. That's what it is. When, it, when you just all wide open, bust it wide open, that's what they talking about. Like, 
when a man then doesn't feel anything like no grip or mm-hmm. whatever around the shaft of their penis like that is that's important that's the experience you can also do kegels do yes. some kegels honey mm-hmm. the same muscle you use to squeeze when you gotta pee you can squeeze that muscle all day long which will help to tighten up your vagina mm-hmm. um, it'll help to make your orgasms um, more euphoric make you have a better stronger orgasm so listen I do kegels all day long mm-hmm. it also strengthens the pelvic floor yes. and so when you're talking about having children and things like that stuff that used to become that would be an issue like incontinence or a woman peeing on herself when she laughs or sneezes or, or whatever doing kegels will fix that also kegels are good for men um, if you have any issues with hmm. have you heard about the balls the, yes, uh, that you can put in your vagina. The yoni, I was like, yoni egg? Yes. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard of them, but I haven't really researched too much about them. Do y'all know like a whole bunch about them? Like, I know it's supposed to like help with the. You have to hold kegel, it in. So there's like, more than like, just the like yoni weights. egg. They have balls that are kegel mm-hmm. balls, mm-hmm. and then the yoni egg is a separate thing. So mm-hmm. um, the yoni egg is not supposed to be, I mean, the yoni egg is supposed to be charged for certain it's things for, for vaginal yeah. healing. Um, womb healing but the kegel balls are specifically to um, strengthen, strengthen your yeah. it's like mm-hmm. weight training yes, yes. exactly yeah. it's strength tra- vaginal strength training <laughs> exactly yeah. and mm-hmm. what I was going to say about men though um, kegels or them, a man squeezing off like Brian said with the muscles that you would use to stop urine um, that can be helpful for premature ejaculation and oh. so men should, should do that I never that when they have an erection they have they to do it do. when they have an erection mm-hmm. so when y'all wake up in the morning y'all should be trying before to you jer- before you times. before you choke the chicken <laughs> or try to pee because you probably can't pee yeah go ahead Since and do you some kegels. have an erection yeah and you can squeeze that muscle or tighten that up and that will help you if you have any issues with coming too quick so yeah in order to be able to please your partner and have the sexual experience be heightened for yourself and kind of prolong that situation you can there are things that men can do too to, to hmm, i didn't know that about the kegels for men because mm-hmm. don't nobody yeah. want a two-minute brother mm-hmm there's apps too for women um, to do Kegels and people who are like, okay, I don't know how often I should do it. There's apps that'll give you a reminder and then we'll count you down through it because you're not just supposed to squeeze and let go. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to intentionally squeeze and hold for maybe like five mm-hmm. or ten seconds. And as you get better at it, um, you can hold for a lot longer. And mm-hmm. some people will say do it every stoplight. So if you're driving, you know, do some Kegels mm-hmm. through the stoplight and then you're done. But it's one of those muscles or exercises that you can do. No one even knows right. that you're doing it. And it's really beneficial. But you will know. You'll know. When yeah. those orgasms start getting better. <laughs> and after you have a baby, you don't pee on yourself. Anybody got anything else to add? I think that's going to wrap up this week. Mm-hmm. Unless y'all got something else. Does anybody have any tips for oral sex for men? We talked about women. What do you mean? Like a, a man receiving? Either or. We talked about women and how, like, what men should do for women and the importance of stimulating women, um, but we have not spoken about men. I kind of feel like this is an area where I don't have a whole lot of expertise just because what you talked about in preparation for this show, like, we're not men and so we don't necessarily have the male voice. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I would feel 
super comfortable giving any kind of tips. On I just sex. really feel like I don't want a man to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because they like gonna get super talk. graphic. I just feel like a man gonna be like, <laughs> "This is what you do with the day." <laughs> But you know, these conversations need to be. I agree. I agree. Bear happy. I mean, I know that no man likes to drive, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Moist is always a good thing. And there are things out there um, that help women with the moist factor. So if your mouth gets dry, there's lubricants and things like that that are flavored. For your mouth? Yeah. There, there are lubricants that are flavored that can be used for multiple reasons. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew about the flavored lubes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that then is going to cause things to be more wet. And then they also have things that maybe have a, some sort of, um, it's not lidocaine, but. Oh, like <laughs> some sort of a numbing throat spray? Yeah, to kind of kill the gag reflex. Because, you know, some people say that they don't do it because they gag very easily or they can't deep throat or whatever you want to call it because they gag so easily. Mm-hmm. But there are things out there, ladies. Go to your local pure romance sex store. Yeah, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Or go to a sex toy party. You know, I found them to be pretty educational and not just about the whole pleasure principle and giving oral sex or receiving, but also masturbation and um, different sex toys and stimulation and things and how that played along with my body. So, okay, yeah, that's all I have on that. I, we need a guy that's to come fair. on. And actually yeah. So volunteer yourselves. Volunteer yourselves. Right. So, um, nurses' notes, the only thing I really have is um, make sure, women, that you are taking care of yourself and also men, too. It's good for you to pee post-sex. And we talked about um, the anatomy of the vagina, how all of these holes are really, really close together, and you should always wipe from front to back to keep your vagina clean. And it's always going to be fighting to clean itself and keep itself clean. But anytime you have sex, you're introducing another organism into the vagina. Mm-hmm. And also the pee hole and the vaginal opening are very, very close and your together. Anus. And your anus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything is really close together. Mm-hmm. And so there's lots of stimulation. And so when you pee, you kind of are washing that those things away, those organisms, some of them away. Um, so just be real careful. And that's one of the most simple things that you can do post-sex for your own vaginal health. Mm-hmm. And um, It the, prevents UTIs. That's yeah, the main definitely. thing. It Oof. prevents you from getting um, urinary tract infections and kidney infections mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Very, very important for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my nurse's note. What you guys got? Um, my nurse's note more <laughs> so has to do with like the hygiene of feminine sexual organs Mm -hmm. so one of the big things um that's gotten kind of more i guess claim to fame is our underwear nowadays Mm -hmm. and leggings and pants black leggings are girls best yes but they can be your enemy if they're too tight that's me and tiffany sit here with black leggings leggings on today but they they can be way too tight yes and you're not letting her breathe and you're building up moisture yeah. and yeast and all these types of things mm-hmm. and take off your pants and it's spunky and stinky Ooh. and itchy. So just being mindful of like the types of fabrics you wear down there, make sure they're breathable. Um, sometimes seat in your pants. Yeah. And sometimes it's better. Um, I've read sometimes too better to like not wear underwear at night. Yep. Um, just to let her breathe and 
constrain her again in the morning when you gotta go to work or whatever put more underwear back on um also be careful with the types of soaps that you use i know everybody's body's a little bit different but some of the like super scenty and Mm -hmm. fragrant and glitter and all this stuff down there bath bombs and shit and fizzies and glitter bombs it can cause a lot of problems down there Mm -hmm. um kind of throwing off your skin in the moment (laughs) it feels good and it smells great and then yeah paying for it later and it just has to do with your ph down there and knocking things out of balance so just kind of know yourself some people can do those things just fine and other people it knocks them out of whack for like a week so just kind of know yourself what do you think about dishing using dishes I know it was kind of like an older thing back in the day that you're supposed to dish like mm-hmm. after sex and after your period, but I know it's been found that it actually kind of destroys your natural vaginal yeah. flora mm-hmm. and the pH, mm-hmm. and so you're not really supposed to do it at all okay. now is the recommendation. And I think it's uncomfortable to shoot shit up there, but... <laughs> what about... So there's like a lot of, I feel like, people who are creating cleansers that are just for the vagina. I know like some of the main brands, you know, who so make other feminine products make, yeah, like feminine washes. But what do you think? What do you think about those? Do you feel like they're useful? Like, are they just another gimmick to like make money or... I almost feel like... I feel like... I don't know summer's eve i feel like when it initially started it was more so of just kind of like a feminine wash that was gentle mm-hmm. but now they're they're kind of wilding like they've got all these like <laughs> they got all these different fragrances and almost it's almost just like any other shower gel mm-hmm. so i feel like they've kind of stepped away from the simple gentle soap i feel like you just need to look at kind of the label and once you start seeing all the dyes and fragrances okay. and stuff like that i think that's when it veers back to almost like you're just pouring shower gel down there so mm-hmm. okay but i don't know i don't know why they've changed they used to be it used to like the formula i used to think it was great mm-hmm. like it used to be very simple and gentle but then i got it like a couple months ago and i was like oh, this is not what it used different to be. yeah it's totally different formula and a lot more rough mm-hmm. i think so Maybe they thought they'd be more money. Funny thing is, I had a picture of the old school dish bag. Mm. That used to be very common, especially if you had a grandmother and somebody around. You used to look like a whoopee cushion all up in the shower. But then it wasn't like the summer's eve thing. It was like vinegar and water. Oh, yeah, it was vinegar and water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could get scented, but you could also get the original, which was just straight vinegar Mm -hmm. and water. What about the new vaginal steam stuff? I have seen V-thing. that. Yeah, I have seen that. And there's you haven't seen it. Podcast, so blowing steam herbs. Um, it's herbs. So there's yeah. so and uh-huh. actually it comes back. There are, it goes. It's rooted in Africa. Actually, like okay. this is something that women used to do um, after like their menstrual cycle and certainly after they have a baby um, to just heal the vagina and like um, yes yeah, stimulate mm-hmm. that muscle so they can get back to healing your cervix and everything. So there are lots of different herbs that are in this water. It is a steam, mm-hmm. and so sit over it or yeah, I mean they do it professionally now. So now you can like lay down and like there's this blower that kind of blows the steam. Okay. Um, but old school, they would put it in a big old like metal tub or a wash um wash tub and then you would sit over it with the towels right over you to keep the steam like There's going up like towards your vagina the old school way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i've heard you can do it in your own home too like boil water and then pour it in your toilet and then sit over your toilet with the mm-hmm. with the steam over um but i know that like i said they're doing it like commercially now too mm-hmm. 
um, with these herbs or, you know, and all that stuff. I just wondered, had you guys heard of it or what you thought about it? I mean, it makes sense, Mm -hmm. but I'm just, I'm curious. Yeah. I'd be interested in doing it. Um, There's actually a podcast that's called Vagisteam, which is funny, but they talk about all things, you know. Vagina. um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. vaginal health or whatever. Um, But I would be interested in doing it. I wouldn't be opposed. I know that one of the herbs that they use is sage. Yes. Some of those, and sage is supposed to be like a cleansing, healing kind of herb. Um, The smoke and things like that just... It goes sense. back because the to the is very absorbent. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. and it goes back to kind of a more ritualistic mm-hmm. or um, Eastern way of yes. healing. And for me, mm-hmm. just because I've had multiple sex partners, I believe in um, like soul ties and things like that. And mm-hmm. so, I would not be opposed mm-hmm. to doing something like that. And even if it's say nothing to it, but th- just the mental, like being able to visualize a cleansing happening mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah, it's that they do it with womb healing, really too. It's a part of womb healing and stuff like that. It's, I've heard really good for people who have experienced sexual trauma, mm-hmm. um, people who have had traumatic births mm-hmm. where maybe they have, like, third and fourth degree tears. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've heard really wonderful things about it. I just wondered what you guys thought in terms of, like, the hygiene of the vagina and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it can be really I can see myself like sitting on this thing bawling like I don't know that I would be able to do it in a room with other people yeah. I want to have it be a more Private. personal mm-hmm. experience you can do it they say if you have like a yeast infection or um, mm-hmm. bacterial mm-hmm. vaginosis mm-hmm. Ba- vaginosis also yeah so cool what's your nurse's My nurse's note is to get to know yourself. Um, And so I'm here for getting a mirror, sitting on your bed, sitting on your toilet, holding a mirror down there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, put your phone down there, put it on selfie mode and look at your vagina. Um, It's very important to know what your vagina looks like. And you talked a little bit about that, knowing that you have however many holes you have, knowing the proximity of your vagina to your um, rectum and to your urethra. It's very important to know if you um, are cleaning well. That's one way you would know if you're cleaning your vagina well, if you or if you have a discharge or um, whatever. I, you know, working in maternal child health, I know so many women who are birthing children who have had multiple partners, but they don't know what their own vagina looks like. And so more than even knowing what it looks like, like I said, get, find your joy buzzer. Find what makes you happy. Um, you're sending other people to find your mm-hmm. your vagina and pleasing you, and you don't know how to please yourself. And so um, there is no shame in getting to know your body. There's no shame in um, self-pleasure. There's no shame in figuring out what, what makes you, like. you you. Yeah, what you like and what you don't like. And so get to know yourself. That's my nurse's note. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said something too, Tiffany, about the feminine washes and stuff like that and soaps and things like that. Um, I tend to have a very sensitive vagina that's sensitive to um, underwear or semen or whatever. And my vag is like, nah! every <laughs> single time. Um, so I found that I can't use soap. And so I usually, when my shower is getting started, will wash with just high quality H2O and my towel. High quality? High quality, (laughs) y'all. And be done. And like recently I've started using a menstrual cup and I've seen an improvement there as opposed to using tampons or, you know, pads. Yeah, and things like that. And like you said, too, um, in addition to sleeping without underwear. Now, granted, sometimes that is very encouraging if you like, listen, sir. Um, (laughs) 
Okay, that doesn't I mean that I'm open for business right now. <laughs> um, but when you sleep without any underwear, it does allow your vagina time to breathe and things like that. Also, and I've read this and I've felt this too, if you have issues with self-esteem as a woman, um, sleeping without any underwear on encourages you to be more sexual and encourages you to be um, more more confident in mm, that regard. Really? Yeah. And I found that. I mean, I feel like that. Even I'm by myself. I'm in a distance relationship. Most of you know this. So um, when I'm by myself, I'm like, I feel sexy. I feel sexier. If feel I just, comfortable with yourself. Yeah, I definitely feel comfortable just being and I'm feeling myself like shedding some of the shame and some of the stigma that I have in my own mind regarding my own body, mm-hmm. my own sexuality, mm-hmm. and things like that. It's just really and see, good. I've, my mom encouraged me from the time I was probably, I guess maybe in adolescence, maybe when I started puberty, mm-hmm. is when she started um, having me to sleep without my underwear. Wow. So I've been doing it for so long that I never even thought, I mean, I wasn't clearly even sexually aware at that time. Mm-hmm. So I've never known anything different. So mm-hmm. I think that's really cool that you can speak to mm-hmm. how, you know, it really helps to enhance your sexuality and your femininity yeah. by sleeping without underwear. Yeah. That's like cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it introduces me to a different realm of acceptance with my own body. Mm-hmm. And especially if you got thunder thighs like I do and they constantly are stuck together throughout the day. That girl wants some air. Yeah, she needs some air, honey. Okay, and it just feels really good. Mm. Comfortable. It is comfortable. And it's easy access, too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Anybody else got anything else? I don't. Is that all of our nurses' notes? Yeah, I think so. All right, so now it's our favorite part of the show. Yay! Language live! She missed her cue. She missed her uh, We thought it was. Yeah. We thought it was next like episode. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Long. So it's time for the language lab. Language laceration. Y'all be chopping this up. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> and we want I'm y'all to stop. Sick of y'all saying this. Man, that body part that we talked about on the woman is not called the click. Wow. Click like a pen, like. Yeah. It's not this. It's not called a click. Man, I'm about to eat your click. I'm about to lick your click. What you're not about to do. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Listen. Click. Fellas. You click. Ladies. Ladies. Some women call it a click. Now, while you can turn it on and off. (laughs) Not exactly. It is not a click. Talking about the name. What is it? It's called clitoris. A clit for short. Clit. Right. C L I T. Clitoris. Some people say. Not clitoris. Not clitoris. Clitoris. So it's dinosaur. That's a dinosaur. Clickosaurus. It's definitely not a clickosaurus. It's called a clitoris. Some people say clitoris. However you want to put the emphasis My on the syllables. Whatever you want to do. It's called a clitoris. A clitoris. So that's what we have. And we said at the whole beginning part of this podcast. So yes. you guys have no reason no to excuse. get this right. We're not allowing it anymore. All right. Don't Ooh. say it. I am so Man. happy. I got that off my chest. Click. You feel better? I do feel better. Free. I feel free. Glitter. Yeah. 
And so now it's really time. <laughs> now she gonna do it. Four. Boom. Boom. Hey. Get it. Hey. Mm. Keep it going. Keep it live. Hey. Right. <laughs> so, next shift we're going to continue the conversation about sex. Yes. Um. Next shift we hope to have a sex professional on. This person that we're having on is a psychologist and works. Um, specifically with sex ed and sex therapy. And so, guys, please, if you have any questions for a professional, email them to getsedated at 705 at gmail.com. Say that one more time. Getsedated705 at gmail.com. Also, you can hit us up on our um, social media pages at getsedated705, and that is for Twitter and Facebook, and you can find us at conscious underscore sedation on Instagram. Y'all, take full advantage of the resources that we're providing. We're going to have a professional. We're having lots of questions of our own. Mm-hmm. And so we are so grateful that this person is going to be providing some insight for us um, to open up the conversation a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really cool to have a professional on. I'm super excited yeah. about it. And yeah. things that, you know, we may be uncomfortable to talk about or hadn't talked about, mm-hmm. not even thought about, they're going to come up. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited. Yay. Yay. All right, y'all. It's been super duper real. We've had so much fun recording this one. I have. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. See y'all next time. Love you. Bye. Bye.